Hello everyone. Welcome to Video Games Are the Worst Thing on Earth. I am your host Alton. With me as always is Reese. Hello. This is another special episode of Game Mags. Uh, and we have returning guest Missandry. Hello Missandry. Hi, I'm back. You can't get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> we we're here to expose Missandry to just the most terrible nonsense in gaming. <laughs> oh, for real. I mean, listen. The the other magazine was pretty obnoxious. But this is basically it's its name is N Force. I don't like it. The name is N Force. Then you got that just very passe Mickey Mouse in the in the upper corner as if to endorse this. My thinking was when I picked this is that we have a lot of international listeners. Right. And I want them to be as equally horrified by their culture as they are by American <laughs> culture. So I picked in force a British Nintendo era, like this magazine is right when the Super Nintendo comes out magazine and British gamer culture is as, you know, as has shown by how American and UK politics are both equally terrible now, both game magazines across the pond are also terrible. Interesting. Also, I would like to point out that this magazine at the time of printing, which was October 1992, uh, is £2 sterling 25. Meanwhile, in the year of our Lord 2019, it would be Four pounds sterling, 62. This magazine was released shortly after I was born. <laughs> yeah, very shortly after I was born. So this is what they must have uh, put in your crib to make you <laughs> how you are today. Oh my god, the Goblin King sneaks <laughs> sneaks copies of N-Force to corrupt children into becoming gamers. The problem with that was all children at the time were corrupt, so all children remained gamers. <laughs> Just millions of copies of N-Force snuck into cribs. So I'd like to direct your attention that Universal Soldier on the cover, you know, a Nintendo game that everybody remembers. Yep, definitely. The movie that everyone remembers. <laughs> the, um, the movie and game that, fuck me, I've watched this movie and I don't even remember it. Turn to the first page. This is the only real kind of interesting advertisement, but it's a doozy. To enter the Game Master Zone, you must negotiate. Tumble dryers, dodge fridges, avoid washing machines, and sidestep grannies. Okay, no, you you are doing this British oh, yeah. advertisement a disservice. To enter this the is game to master it. zone, you no, must negotiate. The, what? <laughs> the g- games master. Oh, okay. You are both missing the key element of this advertisement, which if you look in the lower right-hand corner, this is the Games Master Zone is at or put on by a place named Comet. Right. Oh, Q is real. Exactly. It it started (laughs) here. It was luring children. Are there any pizza? Is there any reference to pizza in this? I'm sure pizza is served there. I mean, the... (laughs) This the motto man. of Comet is you know where to come. Wow, man, Gary Glitter must have had it easy. <laughs> oh Jesus! Exactly. I mean, they're wearing it a little bit more on their sleeve. All right, I'm turning the page. So, the table of contents. 
relatively normal, except for this, like from the editor, which is unique because it's like it's a lady, a gamer girl. Impossible. Yeah. Do you want to read the thing in the top right? The message from the editor. I would love to. Hang on. Let me just zoom in on that so I can get all those good details right up in my eye holes. Greetings, gaming grapplers. Big news this month is that Nintendo has launched an anti-cart rental campaign. What? I believe this is a mistake. Rentals would give us gamers a chance to look before they buy, thus cutting out all the drossy games, which software companies have been getting away with producing for too long. That that can't be a real word. <laughs> drossy. It wouldn't, it wouldn't hit sales. If you love a game and want to play it right after night after night it gets too expensive to rent it's time nintendo followed the lead of arch rival sega spit spit and realized that renting is the future on the home front we've got a new designist the lovely clam what a fucking name as you can see she's a real knockout it's that left hook of hers what a funny joke i keep tripping over the n-force gang's tongues because of the drooling they do over her. Disgusting. Cost of all the drooling. Cost of all the drooling. Cause of all the drooling they do over her. Clams into crocheting male intestines. What? Knitting straight jackets and bungee jumping without the rope. What the f- Is this like the 90s attempt to be humorous? Or she's a Highlander. Or she's just like a psychopath that wandered into the office, I guess. Dislikes being called clam, anything rubber, and albino moles. Okay, that's it for now. May the force be with you in all that jazz, Ed. I think that was a sex joke. What I like to think is that clam is just this poor person who just, you know, needed to make rent. And they're like, you're a woman. We're gonna just... Highlight you horrifyingly while you just try to do I, your job. And I just want to point out that this, like, even in yonder year of 1992, we were still seeing gamer used as a, like, self-appointed term of uh, identity demonym here. And also we had, as still exists now, marketed brand faction rivalries. Spit, spit. That's the best part of this magazine is that they hate Sega. Um <laughs> <laughs> Every time Sega is mentioned in this magazine, they have like a parenthetical where they go like some kind of gross thing to indicate that Sega is the enemy. They're loyal to the Nintendo brand. Um, and you got to respect the gamers. I refuse. I refuse to. Can I just bring our attention to the photo immediately to the left of that and how that just looks like the spread for like a 1987 goth band? <laughs> they all, all or like the, a new a new wave group. The the staff sitting on the stone wall. Mm. They call themselves the Enforcers. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> this is giving you more so off the wall entertainment. Oh, because they're sitting on a wall. Man, I really gotta say this go this ninety shit goes way fucking harder into the corny jokes. Yeah, they really do. But also, look at that shirtless buff caveman i don't like it oh <laughs> uh, that was i think that's joe and mac it's joe and mac but i don't like it i don't like that i'd like to point out on page 24 it's it, it there's just a place called the 
Yank Tank. We gotta I'm go to the Yank, the Yank Tank. tank. <laughs> we'll, we will be going to the Yank Tank. <laughs> so they've got like the, this is just their like news and action. It's British, but not that funny. But on page eight, page I have eight. the most dire paragraph in the entire magazine. Um, and uh, I think this is a time where we want to bring out your, your British voice, Alton, if Excellent. I can. Excellent. It's the the, par- the the entire things that make you go, hmm, red box. Oh, dear. Very well. Let me get it. Let me get zoomed in up on this thing. I think this is like they want people to write in for this new feature or whatever. Do some things really get under your skin, up your nose, and on your wick? Do you sometimes get as browned off as a very brown thing indeed? You know, things like having an itchy bum in church, washing powder commercials, soggy underwear, and navel fluff. The list is endless. Well, in this brand new Enforce Regular, we want to, we want to know what really ruffles your feathers, gets on your pip, and grates your gravy, which must be accompanied by a wacky and highly amusing picky. <laughs> Drawn or photographed? <laughs> Send your entries into things that make you go, hmm, Enforce, Europress, Impact, Ludlow, Shropshire, blah, 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 blah. Best one gets a fab Enforce t-shirt. Here's one to start you off with. We at Enforce are all extreme Sonic haters. But we all went, hmm, very much indeed when we found that somebody had used the poor little blighter in a snuff movie. What? (laughs) I think that's what that picture is supposed to be. Sonic snuff. Now that really gets up your nose. Oh well, c'est la vie, and good riddance and all that. What the fuck is this, Reese? A snuff This doesn't seem like... I just, this does not seem like real British. This, this seems like Americans trying to make real British. It, I mean, it's called Europress. It's, this is real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so what you're saying is they are parodies of themselves. I, <laughs> must be accompanied by a wacky and highly amusing picky. picky. Uh, uh, I, I also just love that they're really excited about bootleg, like, 15-in-1 carts. I don't know if I could find it again, but they're mad that Nintendo won't recognize 15, like, multi-game-in-1 carts as <laughs> real releases. I got two things I want to point out for this. Um, one, there is a classic Game Genie advertisement, which I think is kind of cool. Not too cheesy, just very straightforward and very 90s. Uh, and then... They just make a reference. They just make. They just drop in references. They've got like things that make you go hmm, and you spin me round, like from you spin me right round, baby, right round. I, I like, and they have guns garbage there. Gun is one of the editors of the magazine, and his column is called Guns Garbage, which I think it's not even a column. It's like two paragraphs. You see, I just want to say. Maybe if our like news mags and intellectual uh, periodicals of this day and age, like the New York Post, like the Washington Post, like New York Times, gave all of their authors exactly the amount of space that guns garbage get. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'd be better. here's two paragraphs on why we should invade Iran. I think that's that would be better, certainly. 
I certainly, uh, Ross Douthit should have his columns limited to, to that length and, and be put in Enforce. <laughs> I think more conservative magazines should be called Enforce. Anyway, as a, someone who has ADHD, I, I do appreciate a game magazine that's like tiny little tweet sized articles. <laughs> the next thing I have written down on page 16, the letters section. 16. I just, I, I know it's a visual thing, but I gotta say, on page 10, I'm just looking at the 1992 Photoshop these guys just did of putting themselves in Joe and Mac. It is very game master. Oh, game yeah. Master Anthony. <laughs> And they're all just like they're about to be eaten by the plant, by the piranha. They have their names written on their shirts. We have Shades, Chip, Ace, Gun, and Big Ed, who is the lady. The editor, yeah. Okay, so uh, the letter section is just wall-to-wall gold. Oh, um, boy, I'm, I'm so excited to hear this authentic, authentic British dialogue. So we're getting some real British gamer tone here in this uh, letter called Blue Skies, which I'm going to read, but not do a British accent. Okay. What page is this? 16. I'm not going to bother to say how utterly brill this mag is. (laughs) That's too obvious. Answer these questions in your usual brilliance, and I should have no probs. One, does the NES Super... uh, Does the NES Universal Adapter work for Japanese... (laughs) It abbreviates that. They say they say Jap, which I don't think they should do. SNES games as well as Yankee ones. Two, why do you print letters uh, as crap as Ben Jackson's in issue two? He said Enforce's artist, Ollie, drew too much violence. And look at his drawing for the Tiny Tune review. Anyways, violence is cute. Oh, my Three. God. What code did you use in Supertenants to get the position photographed in issue two? Blah, blah, blah. All right, here's the response. Universal means it works in everything. So, yes, it does go for Japanese games <laughs> as well Jesus. as U.S. ones. Answer to number two, because we ain't fascists. And if these sad gits want to spout their views, who are we to argue? Personally, I think people with views like that ought to be given a frontal lobotomy with a rusty knife. <laughs> the, uh, gamer culture is alive and well, 1992. Hell <laughs> in yes. The United Kingdom. I do have to say, though, it's surprising to see the word fascist in a magazine, gaming magazine from this year. I think at this point, fascist just sort of meant mean. Like, I don't think people were very aware of what fascism was in the 90s. Well, like, the fact that the word is used as all is, at all is bizarre to me. <laughs> uh, I think it's a British thing. It's like, I feel like people would call each other fascist for being, like, very prudish and kind of an asshole. I, I would just like to point out, too, in the as helpful as a brick letter, the, oh, the whole that? thing's mostly boring. It's a, it's a okay. next page. Okay, I see um, it. But there's there's just an element here you know, in the whole thing. He's talking, says, my wife saw the game Shanghai on the cart, which he plays on a Sega. Spit, spit, spit. I just love the Sega hate in this magazine. It's the most pure, joyous thing to me. <laughs> it's so stupid. Like, why do these guys give a shit about, like, why do they hate Sega so much? Maybe that would be interesting to learn. I would just like to point out, like, this crudely drawn Mario at the top. 
I'm enraptured by it. It is fantastic. The Mario Tears is a uh, is a fusion character between Mario and the Rocketeer. This <laughs> oh is on the four. This is paleontology for DeviantArt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Mario tier is definitely a in the running for the uh, thumbnail for the episode, but we're we've got a couple more. <laughs> to there's one called um, Super Slagging that I kind of just want to. I, I want to read it for the response. Really, do it. I'd like to reply to the letter that <laughs> said Nintendo's future is in the N- SNES. Lots of people can't afford a Super Nintendo, even though they like one. It isn't very mature to slag off Nintendo and Game Boy owners. I don't think I'll buy Enforce any more if that's the sort of readers you have. And then the response is, Hey, 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 matey peep. Just cause we got snotty readers who slag off 8-bit owners, there's no need to take it out on us. Which is an amazing response. And I love, in general, there's several letters here that are talking about how... Because apparently in one of the other letters, somebody was slagging the Nintendo uh, entertainment system, and they're like, yeah. hey, listen, we, we all play Nintendo here. And it's just funny to me, just the idea of, like, the Super Nintendo isn't going to be <laughs> the total future this- of video games. Okay, so, like, this is something I've noticed. Blue Skies and Super Slagging, they both complain about other people's fucking letters. Why do you publish crap letters like Ben Jackson's in issue two? Who said Ollie drew too much violence? And then this guy's just like, I'd like to reply to the letter that said Nintendo's future is in the SNES. Lots of people can't afford a Super Nintendo. It's just like, they're all complaining. They're not complaining about the magazine. They're just giving. They're just bitching about other stupid people like them being published in the magazine. You want to know why they're doing this? It's because every human being, at one point or even for a prolonged period of time, desires something that we have right now that we take for granted, and that's right. the ability to subtweet. subtweeting is a universal right fucking add that to the constitution well i'd like to point out that this is what gamer gator types want to go back to this was the nirvana (laughs) of just talking about power-ups and complaining that someone said sonic was good in the last magazine and they want to commit an act of violence on them and have that published (laughs) And they want to. Stand. Uh, they think that people like that should get a, a what was it, a la frontal lobotomy with a rusty knife. Yep. How pleasant. That's from That's the, the main ed- editor. That's from the editor of this magazine. <laughs> the the lady. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, what's the next one? I'm going to read the American Pie because it mentions Americans. <laughs> Do it. Let's see. Congratulations on a great mag. It's absolutely brill. Enough of the compliments. Now for the questions. We lived in the US for three years and got an NES there. It works with a US TV and power supply, but UK games don't work on it. What should we do? Do you know anything about the... Co- oh, this is boring. Yeah. Uh, can you please <laughs> convince my dad to get a SNES? Please. From James Farrow in New York, New N. York's Knarsborough, 
New York's. Okay, fucking weird. Um, come on, Mr. Farrow, don't be a boring git all your life. Just take a look at some of the SNES games in this issue. How can you resist? And then just below that, it looks like there's an eight with a big fist dick. <laughs> Punching. A 16, for a some 16. reason. Well, it's because it's 16-bit versus 8-bit, and they're fighting. Oh, I see. If you see, on, if you see on the left, the 16 is stomping the 8. <laughs> uh, all right, is there anything else? I think that's all the interesting ones now. Let us shuttle ahead to page 20, which is an amazing artifact of the 90s. Very well. Ooh, I'm looking at it. 1993 calendars. Pay to get a Kevin Costner calendar. <laughs> <laughs> a uh, Michael Samantha Jackson. Fox. Yeah, there's just it's just so it's such a '90s thing. Mickey Rourke, a Mickey Rourke <laughs> calendar. Bon Jovi, a sumo and calendar. What? It must be some. I Only think some fi- of these are British fans. I, I assume. Only five ninety nine each. These advertisements are ugly as sin. They are bad. Yeah, I mean, they're oh, not... Oh, shit. Have fun with the big value joke pack. The, a joke pack oh. filled with jokes from 1992. Speaking of joke pack, I got a new book that I wanted to premiere on the podcast called World's Greatest Dad Jokes. <laughs> and I, I want to subject our listeners and misandry to one of these. Okay, let's do it. Did you hear about the guy who invented Tic Tacs? They say he made a mint. <sighs> Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Andrew just disconnects from the Discord call. <laughs> I, I would like to say I disconnected, but hearing that made me lose the most motor function. <coughs> did you hear about? Did you hear the Cyclops closed his school? He only had one pupil. <laughs> did you? Okay, okay, that's enough. No more. I just one, one more just and transitioning we'll into a liquid and just <laughs> pouring out of my chair onto the floor right now. These jokes are killing. One last one. What's red and moves up and down? A tomato in an elevator. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, this is going to be uh, every episode for the rest of time. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna read through this book. But if I find my point to page 21, 21 in the corner, something actually funny. Where? Call Billy Butt. Oh? In the acne or corner? Else. In, the lower, in the lower right corner. The acne corner. Oh, yeah. The acne corner. Call Billy Butt or else. Acne. Listen to the butt rap. Call Nikki Hunt the lying person. <laughs> That's like a Mr. Show character. Nikki Call- <laughs> I, I don't even... Do you think I could call one of these numbers? They don't seem to have... I'm not sure how this area code is broken up. It's not like an American phone number. They have four digits and then six digits. You remember in the last game, Mags, we had like the scary treehouse, the 1-900 number? This is basically the British version of the scary treehouse, as you call Billy Butt, and he, he sings you the butt rap. I want to s- listen to the butt rap. I'm going to call him. No. How about you be responsible about this and source this number to one of your British fans? No, 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 no. 
What happens if I call this number? No, I'm not going to do it. It's probably deactivated. And plus, I have no idea, like, why this is broken up like this. I've never seen, like, phone numbers uh, set up like this. So I think it's not even going to work. I am certain that this number is no longer in service. I don't think that Billy Butt has endured 25 years. (laughs) All right, moving on. What's the next bit? Just turn the page to 22. I just want to point out that this is just like a page of Nintendo and Super Nintendo add-ons. Just this history. God, aren't they hideous? Weird, terrible-looking controllers. But you look at the upper left, there's something called the U-Force. And this is Ah. something little 11-year-old Reese wanted so badly. (laughs) He thought it was mind-blowing. What it is, it's like... It's an infrared, like, if you put your hands in that little area there, it will read the hand movements and convert them to controller movements. <laughs> and to me, that was just like, it's the next level, man. That's how we're all going to be playing video games, man. <laughs> I, I forget how much it was. It was absurdly expensive. My parents were like, we already buy you so much stupid video game shit. We're not buying you the new force. We're not buying you the stupidest video game shit. <laughs> exactly. God, that's so fucking gimmicky. Like, before... People forget that, like, before the Wii, where, like, you know, motion controls sort of got solidified, there was, like, shit like this all the time. Like, the Power Glove and this this garbage, where people were trying to, like, use their voice to control games, trying to use, like... Their motion to control games. Wasn't there like a weird like balance disc for the NES that you stood on and it was oh like a health hazard? <laughs> there, uh, there was something like that where you 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 could have had to like step in different directions to move different directions. It's like different than the power pad. It was like this octagon you put around yourself. <laughs> that sounds fascinating. Also, I'd like to say. To Enforce's credit, most of these peripherals do not have a good rating on Enforce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the only thing that's like gets a good rating is the thing that helps you take care of your Game Boy. <laughs> yeah, like care pack, clear lens, everything else is just like a game light for the original uh, Game Boy, which makes a lot of sense since you know it's not backlit. I'd like to point out the Lita case got a sixty-nine percent. Nice, <laughs> nice. All right, let's move on. All right, I mean, we have the Yank Tank, which is just Oh, fuck yes. Freddie Mercury is in the top left for some reason. Look at that fucking image. It is (laughs) beautiful. That pretty much represents American culture pretty well, actually, unfortunately. It it does. It really does. The mad American Manic Marshall came across the water for a visit this month. He's back in the Big Apple now, though, and his doctor says he'll get over it as long as he keeps taking the tablets. Anyway, here's the latest and greatest from the Fruity Yank. Ew. What? Is that? What? Is that a a homophobic joke? I don't Um, know. I'm certainly not not homophobic. (laughs) What does Fruity mean in British slang? I don't know. It's they they have uh, (laughs) the cultural differences card they can play to make to make us all seem so ignorant for criticizing their their phraseology. Pump up the Game Boy. Got a case of organizer envy? You know what I mean. Looking at those other handhelds. Then your poor little Game Boy. Sorry, they went they went into full British there. Okay, blast that phobia away with the work boy. 
We're talking a small keyboard here that plugs into the comlink of the Game Boy and a 32 memory cart popped in the slot with battery backup. Now you've got a QWERTY keyboard with raised keys and lots more functions that can be had from the InfoGenius line. I can't believe this. People wanted to write on their Game Boy? Yep. Jesus. Dude, the the 90s were a wild time where everybody wanted to turn everything into a word processor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, if you're ready to move on. Yeah, um, there's nothing page, really interesting on here. To page 28 and see when where this magazine goes in terms of its sensitivities to <laughs> to other people. Oh, jeez. Oh, <sighs> my God. Yeah. So top left, just straight up <sighs> racist caricature of a black kid saying "be fucky, be Fun- funky, fucky, <laughs> be, be funky. funky," and in live. And then, that is so. And then three, literally one black guy and three blonde white children being neat, right on, mean. Is that something <laughs> people said in the nineties? I mean, that's what gamers said. Reese, I think you're the only one who's like was like super conscious for the '90s. Did they say mean? They did not say mean. I would like to point out that maybe the people Reese hang out with did not say mean, but this kid is wearing a pink sweater and fingerless gloves with a <laughs> jagged bowl cut. Oh my god! Uh, no, but that no, that is what we all wore. I mean, every, <laughs> every child was required to wear that until <laughs> till the age of ascension. <laughs> Moving away from the racism, briefly, like to point out that the <laughs> the gift that you get for a year subscription of the Enforce is this insane headset. That <laughs> <laughs> looks like something that Avorta wears when he's commanding the Gem Hadar in Deep Space Nine, um, which I think is for your super, the super scope, but. Is that one of the... It looks like one of those controllers you have to yell at the top of your lungs to activate. Well, that sounds good, actually. Uh, It looks so gimmicky and shitty. All right, before we move on, let me just get a drink real quick, because I want to get well and truly smashed by the end of this. All right, I have returned with my rolling rock. What were they thinking? I, I mean, I don't think... There was much thinking going on. I think that there's all this copy. Everything is very, very bad. Just, we got to shit it out as quickly as possible because. Speaking of shitting it out as quickly as possible, let's move on. <laughs> the guy in the next page looks like Randy Pitchford. Yeah, and notice the, the racist caricature just sitting over there in the corner. Oh, my God. I looked through a couple of these, and he's one of the mascots is the racist caricature and the three blonde children. <laughs> Great. Wonderful. Uh, the next good page is just a small thing on page 32. Okay. In the upper left, they print a code for Street Fighter Two that is just, like, n- not real. Really? It's, and they even say it. They're just like, we couldn't get this code to work around the time when there's a whole bunch of rumors around Street Fighter. But maybe you can get it to work. And so they don't even, <laughs> which I think is such a lazy, like, <laughs> why don't you just sit in front of your Street Fighter, um, which costs like $120 in, in U.S. money at the time for the British. Why, why is there just a boy's face in the lower left? 
<laughs> it's just like weirdly personality driven. I think that's whoever, whichever editor is in charge of tips and cheats. And he, this month's been the busiest of my sad and depraved life. Big Ed, the editor, locked me in a tiny room that smelled of dead stout, rotting Brazilian rainforest, and cheesy watsits. <laughs> she chained me to my Mac, padlocked the door, and wouldn't let me out until I'd written a blockbusting novel. Six days, 400 cups of coffee, and 74 hours of overtime, unpaid of course. I later finished the masterpiece. What next? Nobel Prize? Luxury cruise? No. Get the tips done, you northern git. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So this guy wrote a book? This is actually a young J.K. Rowling. This is, <laughs> this is her. This was her pen name. <laughs> it's kind of like Mulan. She pretended to be a boy to break into writing and do the tips and tricks before writing Harry Potter. That's right. Harry Potter wrote these cheats. What's next? I want to keep moving on. We are... We're only halfway through this. Well, the funniest stuff is in the front half, I have to mm. say. Now it's kind of like we're more in the nitty-gritty of games, and the reality is, game writing back then, it's just a, there was a lot less to say. It was mostly platformers or kind of top-down adventure games, and mm. like, you know, jump here. I would just like to point out on page... 37? On the top right, there's a dial-a-tip. It's line after line of, like, numbers you can call for game cheats. And it's like, it's, the color formatting is fucking abysmal, because they've got, like, yellow on a light background. I mean, that's the one way yeah. it was back then. And also, every, every game that I got had its own like unique tip line for it that cost an obscene amount of money. I definitely got in trouble as a kid, separate from my America Online story, of, like, <laughs> for Dragon Warrior 4, calling a tip line and running up like $20 and <laughs> getting like how to beat this one boss. But, Reese, I'm not going to let you get away with it. When you were talking about like getting into the nitty-gritty of the games and it being boring, just don't be coy. Come out and say it. Games are boring and stupid. You hear that, gamers? Games are boring and stupid. That's the thesis of this podcast. I mean, let's be real here. Back in the days of like the NES, and even to some extent on the SNES, games were kind of boring and stupid. The SNES was better, but it still only had, like, a handful of good games, and most of them were made by Nintendo. I mean, it's tough to disagree that the consistency of what constitutes a good game um, has improved. It certainly there's a lot of shovelware being put out, but the stuff that's actually like comes on consoles is more likely to be quality. This thing is just like the Legend of Zelda, and it's just like where to find everything in the Legend of Zelda. That's the magazine. This is what you had to do before the internet. So it was useful. You just had to endure all of the garbage in the front to get to uh, your Zelda tips. You had to endure the death threats from the editor. Who boy? What is this? This is from. I'm 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 gonna I'm, I'm screen cap. What? Oh my god! That was the next thing I was going to talk about. It is. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck. <laughs> This is a game um, called Magic Adventure, where I guess you have your creature with some kind of lick attack. And for the listeners at home, one of the 
the f- blonde freaks with the bowl cut has just like <laughs> jam or something all over his face. And there's just like a Ooh. six, a five kind of like panel thing of him licking the jam. It is the very uncomfortable. It's disgusting. <laughs> like, it's, it's gross. This is on page 46, by the way. Like, I, I have seen enough porn on the internet oh. to like this is framed like a porn on the internet no please god stop i don't like it and, and the the introduction for the game is oz who i think is one of the editors went through a weird phase this month he actually liked the taste of the sticky stuff they put on envelopes little Ugh. did we suspect he was gumming down as training for this tasty platformer that's fucking so they just disgusting took the, licking, the licking aspect and they just Ran with it. Fantastic. Well, I'm certainly glad we read this magazine. <laughs> I would like to point out on page 50, uh, they, <laughs> in reviewing Darkwing Duck, they called the game tighter than a duck's arse. <laughs> <laughs> page 50? Yeah, page 50. Uh, it's there. <laughs> That's one of the highlighted comments, too. You don't have to dig. Oh my god. This game's tighter than a duck's arse. Jesus Christ. Though they got a little comic in the top left as well. I'm the terror that flaps in the night. I'm Darkwing Duck. And then the black character is like, more like lame. That's... Got him. Fucking roasted. What is that character even wearing? That's like an adult-sized blazer with tie-dye colored short shorts. I think those are regular shorts, but it's like a green blazer, a pea-colored t-shirt, and like, I don't know, Hawaiian shorts. It's the 90s as fuck. Oh my god. Top right. Under gaseous gizmos, which describes like the items in the game, one of them is Darkwing Doll. DW's girlfriend. Oof. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, it went there, and then, it, of course, it, it goes back on it. Not really. It's an extra life. Honest, folks. They went hard on the gritty adult humor <laughs> here, in this magazine here. Speaking of gritty adult humor, speaking of torturing Alton, speaking of going <laughs> oh there, let us turn now to page... Oh, I didn't write down the page. Stupid Reese, you're so stupid. Uh, let us turn to page 50 of the Enforce magazine. And lo, do the Lord say unto them, This game's tighter than a duck's arse. And they did all did grin and did celebrate <laughs> and did cavort with their blow-up dolls in joyous jubilation. Praise be to Darkwing Duck. On page 76. All right, that's quite a f- few pages ahead. Yeah, this is the last thing I pointed out. It's not as interesting. I mean, at the certain point, it's just the same thing over again. This magazine is racist. This magazine has really dire gamer speak. <laughs> this picture stood out. It's called High Stakes Gambling, which is about the Game Boy game about gambling and the mafia. And it has one of the children shirtless. <laughs> with a gun pointed at him saying, look, guys, I know the stakes were here were high, but, and that's it. That's the comic. And I don't like no. it. 
That's that's my joke. That's my that's that's um, the, the the whole summation for me. I don't like. I don't. It. This is all bad. This is a bad magazine. Um, is it just me, or does it look like he has his clothes on the table? That's it. It's strip oh, poker. Oh Jesus! That's why I don't like it. That's why it's worse than the thing at the top, which is just more racism. <laughs> Uh, this magazine has no right to exist. It's an abomination. <laughs> it's br- British. What is wrong with these people? <laughs> Are we sure we dropped the nukes on Japan and not Great Britain? Okay, there's another, like, I don't know, shadow horny panel on page 80 in the upper left. Oh, no. Uh, this has been a an un- a deeply yeah. unpleasant... It's it's the the lady blonde getting excited about driving and then being but being like ah but I don't like champagne which is like classic what a goof. great bit how how old are these characters yeah you know I'm gonna say they're all eighteen oh, no. <laughs> let's 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 in my I hope I hate this Reese why did we look at this because- no more international magazines. <laughs> I, can we go back to the American ones where it's just like, yeah, let's have wars. Uh, we looked at this because I wanted to just pick the most depraved oh. thing imaginable. I found it. Oh. Also, I'd like to point out, past the point when they're introduced, all four of these characters are not on page at the same time. I don't know. These are supposedly like their avatars, but like their mascots. I don't know why. They all have like the personality based stuff. They all lean into their characters like Shades and Ace. And Shades is just like a picture of a nerd wearing super cheap sunglasses. It's not that much personality. But then there's the mascot and they have these comics that they have somebody draw to put at the top of each one that are just not funny. Very, very uncomfortable. Nothing in this is funny. Like it's all the only thing that is funny is when it like is so like weird and gross that it sort of it manages to go past the point of like the point of parody point is i wanted to talk more about the stuff in the front and then just the last this last stuff is just like oh and by the way also extraordinarily extraordinarily uncomfortable to read on the first third of the magazine like they almost got political about their 15 game cartridges and rentals yeah we're going back to american magazines next time next time folks this is the only British gaming magazine, so it's okay. <laughs> this is what I assume no. it's like. This is why we don't. This is why we only investigate American stuff, is because America is a great country. <laughs> I think we can all agree about that. And they put out good stuff, and, you know, they're. We've never killed millions and millions of people. More importantly, enriched and nourished a. A generation of oh. gamers. I would argue too is that the the tone was kind of set by American magazines, and they're just this is an independent magazine, not a lot of oversight, and just. Oh, I thought you were going to say that this was the tone was set by Comet. You know where to come, <laughs> baby. Uh, they certainly certainly they set the tone for this entire magazine. So what we're saying is uh, all of our QAnon folks who are listening, rise up. This is a <laughs> this is an artifact of the shadow conspiracy. Indeed. You all need to move to Great Britain, unfortunately. That's the conspiracy move goes all the way back to 
the UK. This is where it, this is nineteen ninety two, right? This is where it started. Yeah, this is October of ninety two. All right, so I'm just doing some math here because I, I saw a figure in here that really upset me. On Super Nintendo, the price for Street Fighter two was forty nine ninety five pounds. Forty nine ninety five pounds translate in nineteen ninety two translates to just over one hundred pounds today, which is like a hundred and fifty du- bucks or something. Games were obscenely expensive back then. If you were to get a game at Toys R Us or whatever back then, like a Nintendo game or a Super Nintendo game, you could easily pay more than $60. It is a crazy import price, but also video games were just absurdly expensive back then. I think we should wrap up. Alton, it has been a pleasure upsetting you <laughs> in this game, Mags. So racist. And Miss Andre, thank you, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for uh, being the Virgil to my Dante. <laughs> for for absorbing all of the horrible gamer radiation that we <laughs> we cracked open here of the Chernobyl of of gaming, which is in force. So I hope everyone enjoyed that disgusting, depraved look into British culture. I hope we never do this again. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. It's a me, Reese, and here I am reading the powerful poster tier of patrons for our podcast. Nine Centrine Winters, Knox Seeger, thank you. Brandon Carey, thank you. Dissonant Dragon, thank you. Eggs, thank you. Higgins the Seagull, thank you. Jordan, Thank you. Kyle Reederman. Thank you. Oh, God. Milkshakes are exploitative. Bricks are vegan. Conky. Thank you. Nate M. Number one. (laughs) Thank you. Nathan Melby. Number two. Thank you. Robert Miles. Thank you. Tholos. Thank you. And Tom Devan, the video game man. Thank you. Until next time. You, 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 you force the U force controller for your Nintendo. You touch nothing, yet it knows your every move. You force. There's nothing to hold or wear or touch. And the game, the game. You move, it knows. Nothing comes between you and the game. You lose the power field controller for your Nintendo. How does a train eat? It goes choo-choo. <laughs> that is not a dad joke. That is a grandpa joke. <laughs>